Hi, it's Candace Patton, and you're listening to The Flash Podcast. Flash Podcast, your podcast for all from the CW The Flash, starring Grant Gustin as Baron Slash The Flash. I'm Andy B, your host as always, and joined with me this week is Andrew Dice and Brittany Rivera and our honorable family member of the Flash Podcast crew, Lauren Galloway. How are you guys doing today? Good. Very well. Boys night. Boys. Girls night. Girl. <laughs> oh God, what would what would have we, should, we should have done two separate podcasts, like me, Amy, and Lauren, <laughs> and then Andy and uh, Andrew together, and just like compared. You know, yeah, what, but uh, yours is just like explosions and <laughs> and me and Andrew high speed car <laughs> and bo- and boas. Don't forget the feather yeah. boas. The last time Andrew and I yeah. did a podcast together, we were, we talked for two hours. Uh, and we were talking about Flashpoint, the movie, and like what we think is going to happen when we don't even know when that freaking film is coming out. But yet we had, we had clearly, no, we were talking about the crossover and like making our wishes for like what, you know, what the wedding should be like. Andrew was tormenting me about like what all. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. What, what, remind, remind them what, they, what you did to me. That was just like, it was, <laughs> I muted myself when you were like going on with that. Oh no! It was um, it was that like they all got together with all the guys, and it was something old, something new, something borrowed, and then something blue was like Quentin Lance took them to like Laurel's grave. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god. god! And he said like all would get him something, her something blue. I'm like, yeah. I mean that's I, I think guess, that's what it was. Yeah, and he, <laughs> it feels like every time he talk, we talk about Laurel, he like always finds a way to like just like make me angry about, it. <laughs> make me think. Does he? Did he actually never like her, or is he liking her but just trying to mess with me? Like you're you're giving me very mixed signals, Andrew. Like, like this is why we need to go to couples therapy. This is exactly why. <laughs> Get out the puppets and <laughs> this, talk about our feelings. Show me on the doll where he hurt you. He hurt me on the heart. <laughs> he hurt me in the ears. Yeah. He hurt me in my fingers because I was typing like a crazy person. Uh, uh, but Lauren, first of all, it's so great to have you back. It's uh, I think when's the last time we had you on the podcast? Was it back in the? No, we don't. We didn't have you back in the summer. I think. I don't know. I think it was sometime last season I was on. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like I feel like we've at least talked once on air together this year, like about like at some point. But uh, but we're happy. We're very happy to have you uh, with us. And Andrew, I'm glad you're back. I feel like you've been gone for like. I feel like you've done one episode with us this season, then just been gone for like various reasons. Uh, I mean, it's, just <laughs> it's something- been a. It's been, it's been a, a real test. It's been a real test, huh? In maybe in a, I don't know some sort of room where you have to escape. Yeah, <laughs> that is uh, that is called marriage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean as as our as our listeners will know, uh, when you're getting married, you have very little time for planning anything else, like saving a city and, or well, who's married? Investigating. You know, yeah, you know that you know that you haven't told and you haven't told people on air like. 
Oh, I'm sure people know I'm getting married. Oh my, you're getting married. Oh my god, Lauren, Brittany, he is getting married. I can't <laughs> believe it. I I thought we were supposed to talk, be quiet. This is about totally it. new information. <laughs> this is completely new information. <laughs> um, yeah. Before we get to the episode discussion, um, we we have some uh, we have some flash news we need to discuss. And uh, just one piece of news that um. I mean, what a what a way to start off the podcast in a in a happy way. Uh, so, some listeners may be aware of this because we posted on the Flashpoint website this weekend. But for those who weren't aware of it, last weekend around I think Saturday noon, uh, one more familiar who plays Leonard Snart, aka Captain Cole, in the Arrowverse, he you know he started on the Flash and he went to Legends and he's been on both shows you know in the past and so on. But last week, Wendell Miller posted quite the concerning post uh, that. It wasn't fun to write up about, but essentially he posted this following message about his future with the Arrowverse. Currently shooting some of my final episodes as Captain Cold slash Leonard Snart. Grateful now in advance to a pair of talented cast and hardworking crews. Thank you. I've had a tremendous time playing this character. It's been an opportunity and education and an effing <coughs> blast. WM Wentworth Miller. So... And no one is like no one from Warner or or CW is talking. Like I've seen all the trades; they've tried try to reach out for comments, but no one is saying anything. But it sounds like we're losing Wentworth Miller from the Arrowverse. Which is he in it right now? Well, he's supposed to come back for the for the crossover, and then well, based, oh right, right. Well, based on what he's saying, it seems like he's doing a few more episodes after that. But then he's done. But at the same time, I'm like, could he just be finishing up? additional shots on the crossover and so on because I'd like I feel like they would have announced that if he's in like episode 10 or like 9 or something like that of Legends or Flatters and also how would he be able to shoot bo- both shows at the same time in just one week I, I don't know it seems, seems crazy to I me mean, maybe he's doing one episode of Flash where he's in it a lot more and then one episode of Legend where he's in it less and then maybe that's it or whatnot but um, uh, but let's go around the table like how does everyone feel about it we're losing Cap our, I mean our Captain Cold I mean like I mean, I don't know if they recast whatever. That's 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 a different discussion. But like, how does everyone feel about that we're possibly losing when we're Miller after whenever this is supposed to be happening? I mean, I love him, but it doesn't feel like he's part of the Arrowverse right now. So I'm not like crying about it. Like he's great when he shows up. I know he's been a part of the sh- of the shows, but like he's not on the show right in any of the shows right now that you know that we are currently watching like on the air today. So it feels weird being like, oh my god, he's he's leaving, but he's like popped in and out since what, like he was on the second season of The Flash, and then now he hasn't been on in a while. And like he's great, and I love him, and he was really great on Legends, but I feel like they just got rid of him, and so now it's just like, okay, like it'll be cool to see him again guest star, I'm, unless they kill him off in some. But they already killed him off. I was gonna say they kill him off in a tragic way. It will be sad, but they've already done that. So I'm kind of like, okay. It's been fun. Like, go have fun on prison break. Like, I wish you all the best. Like, if that makes any sense. Was that was that your way of throwing shade at prison break, or do you not know there's no no like, no? no see, I, see I was really I was oh I've oh I don't watch prison break. So okay, I don't know. Okay, I was there just we go. like I was I was genuinely being like whatever you're doing like have have fun like I really have no shade to him like uh, you know these shows are hard and they're long shoots and they're you're far away so you know whatever the reason he's not going to come back or you know whatever he's on next I'm like. And I hope to see you next on whatever you do next. And Lauren, how do you, how do you feel about it? I mean, it's sad, but 
at the same time, like Brittany's saying, he hasn't been a series regular in a while, so it it feels different. I mean, I think I feel a little bit uh, like I was reading his post. I saw his post, um, and I had been really excited to see him coming back because I heard that he was actually going to be on a few episodes of Legends this season. And so I thought, wow, you know, we're going to get more Wentworth Miller. Maybe they'll find a really creative way to bring him back. And then for him just to definitively say that this is his last day, it reminds me a little bit of John Barrowman because, you know, we know last year, so season five of Arrow, season two of Legends, season four of Flash, that Katie Cassidy was on a multi-show contract, that John Barrowman was on a multi-show contract, that Neil McDonough was on a multi-show, and that Wentworth Miller was on a multi-show. And I thought, wow, that's a really creative way to use these characters who have died or who are no longer with us. Now you have Katie, who's full series regular on Arrow now. Barrowman is gone. You know, McDonough has, I think, an arc this season in Legends. Like, it's weird when characters sort of come back, but then they get written off entirely. Like, you know, Barrowman's death is off screen, so he could come back. But I don't know. I have I have super mixed feelings about it because I feel like it's just playing with our heart a little bit. Like either be on the show, you know, or, or don't be on it. Like it's, it's this weird thing where like when people die and they come back, I want them back all the time. Like I want a full white canary retcon, you know, with captain cold. I want him around all the time. And I was so sad, you know, when his character died in legend. So like, I'm excited that we get him back for at least a few episodes this season. But at the same time, part of me is like, you know, why do these shows have to film in Vancouver? I feel like so many really good actors like Calista Flockhart on Supergirl, like Floriana Lima on Supergirl, you know, I was thinking a lot of the once upon a time people too, like they love being on these shows, but the Vancouver, you know, commute being away from their families is so hard that a lot of times we lose good actors just because they can't, they don't want to relocate to Vancouver. So, I mean, if that's, you know, Wentworth's decision if maybe he got a better offer and he can do like you know he can co-star or lead in something I think that's great but it's so bittersweet to lose people that we love so much I didn't know that was the case with Once Upon a Time I thought it was just because they they had done like six seasons or something and they just wanted to I, I didn't know it was the, the location thing but that's interesting because it seems like to be a lot of people these days are kind of like it seems like Vancouver is starting to kind of I volunteer as tribute I will move to Vancouver <laughs> I mean, it's cold and it it's is lonely, cold. you know, and you see a lot of actors either who are in relationships, you know, like Grant is with his fiance, you know, Stephen Amell is married. He has a family, but then you have people like Candace and, you know, like people who are single, like I can't imagine that it's easy for them to spend six to eight or nine or 10 months in Vancouver. Like I think of the Riverdale kids too. They're so young. I'm so glad that they're all friends with each other. But, like, maybe for Wentworth, I mean, he's British, right? So maybe his family's in the UK. and He is? You know, I like, it's Dominic's hard for British. him to commute. Dominic's Australian. Wentworth what? is British. Wentworth Miller. He's never had an American actor when I talked to him. I think he's, like, a splitzy. Like, uh... Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, okay. I don't even know. I'm sure he has mastered over his accent. Yeah. So, I totally get if, like, it's it's hard for him to be away from his family... Um, but I hope that they come up with a really creative send up for him. And I actually have a theory that I would like to drop officially on the flash podcast. Um, what do you guys think about Caitlin picking up captain cold's mantle after he leaves and becoming the new captain cold killer frost? 
Does she get the cool uh, jacket? Because I'm in if she gets the puffer jacket and not whatever she the, was wearing in this episode. The parka? Yes. Because I may or may <laughs> not have seen a picture of Danielle wearing a jacket that looks a lot like his on set this week. Spoilers alert. Ooh. Like, would she just be, like, in that capacity, like, on Team Flash? Like, she'll just be, like, just the cold one, but help them out and, you know, I don't know. I think it would be cool to, like, see her take on both personas. That might be a cool thing to see on Team Flash. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe like, maybe she just adapts the name Frost. Um, like, full out. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, just Frost. Frost. Uh, just Frost. <laughs> like, like Madonna. Like, just a single word. Um, just Frost. Andrew, uh, I know that, you know, you, like me, you're a big Flash fan. How does it feel about having a Flash TV show where we don't have, I mean, we haven't had Captain Cole around for a while and so on, but, you know, the idea has probably always been in there, at least on our heads, that one day, I mean, they're going to do the rogues at some point, you'd ha- you need to have a Captain Cold with you. How does it feel that we're, I mean, essentially maybe losing, like, one of the greatest villains of the Flash? Uh, of the character, yes. Uh, I, I will say that I enjoy, I am glad that so many people so many people really, really enjoy Wentworth Miller and enjoy that character. And, like, not only just the character in the show, but actually, you know, across Legends and everything else. I think that's awesome. Uh, I think that, like you guys kind of said, he could come back at any time. So I took him saying that as him saying that I'm moving on. You know, like, I'm saying this is my final set of scenes because I've decided this is going to be it for me. And that's fine. I mean, like we keep forgetting he's, he's much older than, <laughs> than he, doesn't he, look it, he doesn't look it. Though. No, but, but that, but that is the thing, right? I mean, it's just like, well, I just want to do, I don't want to be doing this, you know, forever. So I've done all I can, you know, I've really enjoyed it. Let them know. So they give a cool send off. Like you were saying, I hope that would be awesome too. Um, maybe some kind of legacy with, Killer Frost, or he goes to some other Earth to be like a more of a hero outlaw, who knows, or whatever. But but if it is actually final, final, we know that the people in the show would never say that, so it's him saying that. In which case, like, cool. I mean, he's obviously made that decision for reasons that are fair to him and and solid to him. So I wish him the best of luck in whatever he does. Uh, I, I I do feel like. If this show gets 10 seasons, I feel like there has been enough Captain Cold here for fans to be happy. Okay, I'm... I, I agree with all you guys are saying, but also at the same I'm also quickly... Um, I'm not upset about that he has decided to move on. Like, that's up to him. Like, he, you know, he's an, he has an, he's an actor. He has it is his own will. He, gets, he can do whatever he wants to do. And I, of course, he, I know how talented he is. So he, you know, whatever comes next for him, I'm, I'm happy for I'm just kind of pissed over the fact that he drop this before the crossover because like okay so basically what I, you know from the crossover poster that we saw from uh, from DC we see that Captain Cold is in that so we know that the, some version of Captain Cold will be there and I remember when I spoke to Phil Clemmer who is the showrunner of Legends at Comic Con I I sure have asked him because I know Wentworth had said it at some convention beforehand that he was coming back to Flash and Legends this coming season so I was kind of like you know yo so like what are you doing with Captain Cold? Is he, are you actually bringing in a new version from, uh, from the multiverse? And he 
like he <laughs> he got very nervous about answering that question, which basically said, which was basically his way of saying, "Yes, we're getting a Captain Cold from the multiverse, but I'm not gonna give you what which which Earth." That's what I'm assuming is gonna happen in the crossover. So clearly, they're not gonna kill him off, and they're clearly not gonna bring back the Earth One version. So whatever Captain Cold we're getting, he's it's probably gonna be the one that enters the crossover and then. I don't know, does something throughout a few episodes of Flash and Legends, and, um, but yeah, I kind of feel a little pissed that he kind of decided to reveal this right before the crossover, because that now it's like, I mean, yes, the crossover's gonna be amazing, there's so much fun stuff coming up in that, but at the same time, it's like, it's gonna be in my, in the, in the back of my mind all the time, I'm thinking, that's one Captain Cold scene, now we're getting close to the end, now the crossover's over. Hey, man, this is, millions of people went through that with Furious 7. So I'm sorry I don't watch pointless movies about cars. Okay. I'm those movies are those movies are all love the Fast Furious movies. Andrew, are you talking about Paul Walker because you know we're waiting yeah. for his send off. Yeah. And it is kind of it's just it's the reality of following this stuff so closely, right? Yeah, like we know, it, but most people wouldn't know. Yeah. That's so true, especially talking to, like, even just, like, talking to my parents or my sister who watches, my sister is, like, is watching Game of Thrones right now for the first time, and she's not, she is, she's not, she's unspoiled by, because she's not on Twitter or the internet, you know, so she's just, like, texting me all these things about the show, and I'm just like, she has no idea what's coming, and when you live in the world where you're saturated with stuff all the time, you know, you know what's coming, you know what to expect, you kind of know little character moments, or you even just know from watching so much media, like, you can kind of connect the dots, in general, and it's just interesting to see from the outside perspective of people who have no clue, who are like, oh my god, that show shocked me, and I'm like, really? Because I, I definitely saw that coming, like, two episodes ago. It's just, like, funny when you compare it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, it's just, like, I feel that, look, I mean, like, like I mean, Andrew, like, Andrew you said it yourself, like, this show, you know, if this show goes on for, like, ten seasons and so on, which I hope it doesn't, because I don't think we need ten seasons of these comic book shows. I think Smallville was, like, a, it was a, a it was a very rare exception, and let's just leave it at that. Uh, but for me, like I feel like we haven't gotten the rogues yet together, and we know it's at some point they're gonna do it. But I just feel like I don't, I just feel like we didn't get enough Captain Cole. We gone for like what four or five episodes in season one, and then two episodes in season two, and then he's been stuck with. Le- I mean, he I mean he got he got put on Legends for like you know a season, then he got killed off, and then he came back as a ghost or spirit spirit speed force ghost or like a, a flashback or a past version of himself on the flash and then he came back as a evil version of himself on on legends but we have like we haven't like we had like captain cold captain cold in like almost two years and that's kind of what's driving yeah. me crazy because like i feel like yes i mean i know there's been te- ver- versions of the rogues in the comics where they don't have captain cold leading them like like i think heck ironically one of the characters we're gonna talk about tonight i think she even had her own rogues theme for a while. But it's like, Captain Cole is like as iconic as Reverse Flash. And you know, and we know that Reverse Flash will come back at some point because he's gonna come back. That's how Barry exists. But, but it's like, now we don't need, now we don't get to have Captain Cole either. And it's just kind of... I, I will say, I, I, I hear your point. And I will say that in my personal opinion... The version of Captain Cold that this show chose to create, I feel like we've gotten everything we're going to get from it. All right, that, that's fair. But I feel like that's why, like, you know, if you're bringing in someone in the multiverse, let's spend some time with him and so maybe he could be a better fit for leading a, a, a group of rogues or whatnot. And what I'm al- almost afraid of is that if Wendell Rufus has decided to be done with the role, look, he's a great actor, but 
in most cases, no actor is bigger than the character. And I would not be shocked. This is speculation, listeners. This is not me saying that this is going to happen. I have no idea if, if this will happen, but it wouldn't cross. It wouldn't surprise me if they did. It almost feels like they could re- they could recast Captain Cold, because Captain Cold is a like a big part of the Flash universe. I think it's also just the nature of TV of like superhero shows, like the ability to have legacy characters or bring in different characters who have the same title. Because it's you know it's not just like this character is. Captain Cole, it's like, that's the beauty. Number one, no one dies in superhero shows. And number two, or superhero shows or movies. And number two, you know, you can just use the, the, the it's a character, it's a mantle, you know, it's, it can be passed along. So I think that, that could definitely happen down the road. Would anyone here want to see Captain Cole recast? I mean, I don't, I mean. honestly, I honestly, I don't care about the character. Like, let's be honest. Like, I feel like we're spending a lot of, like, it's a great character. He's cool. I don't guess I don't have the comic book connections that you guys. Yeah. Do. Like, he's definitely I, more of a legend just like, in the comics. Yeah. And I love, like, yeah, I liked him. I feel like I'm, I liked him a lot more on legends, like with the team. And I loved him with Katie, uh, Wentworth and Katie lots together. But like, am I dying for there to be another Captain Cold? Like, eh, I can take it or leave it. Alrighty. Um, well, we will, we will. We just have to wait three more weeks until we see what he's going to do in the in the crossover, and then we will see what happens after that. And just a quick data reminder that if you guys aren't following G40 on uh, Twitter and Instagram, which is an amazing new platform that that these TV women have created, you should follow them on Twitter and Instagram uh, to follow this fantastic movement at G40. I don't know if they're on Facebook, but you can search. We uh, maybe there are, maybe they're not. But with that all said, let's get into this week's episode, episode four, episode five, even of season four, called "Girls Night Out." So we get we've been hinted at for the past two weeks about this mysterious character named named Ominous Black, and we all knew that she was going to be played by Katie Sackoff. And tonight we finally got to see her in the flesh. So uh, we're going to start with Lauren. Lauren, what did you think about uh, Katie uh, Katie's uh, introduction as? Uh, Amunet. I'm trying to make sure that I say it. Is it Amunet or Amunet? Like, like Amunet. Amunet. Or Amunet. Yeah. I, you know, it's so funny. I'm such a fan of Katie Sackhoff. I'm a a newer fan of Katie Sackhoff because, you know, anyone who follows me or Brittany on social media, you know that we're both big fans of Battlestar Galactica, the reboot that sci-fi did. And I watched Battlestar because Brittany said it was her favorite sci-fi show. Um, and Katie Sackhoff played a really, you know, important character on that show named Starbuck. I'm sure a lot of listeners, you know, Kara are familiar Grace. with that. Yeah, Kara. And, you know, Starbuck, you know, had short blonde hair. She was, you know, kind of tough and rough and ready and, you know, smoked cigars and, you know, didn't really take any kind of guff from anybody. And so I think I was probably assuming that that's how Katie would play Amunet, but when we were at LA Comic Con last week, Katie said that she was doing Amunet Black with a British accent. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, Katie's dating Carl Urban, you know, Lord of the Rings actor who played Wait, Scourge in Thor Ragnarok. And so <laughs> Katie said that she would just listen to Kate Blanchett talk while they were on the set of Thor Ragnarok, and that's where she picked up her accent. And so this whole week, I was thinking, wow, okay, Starbuck, British, Kate Blanchett, Starbuck, British, Kate Blanchett, DC villain. Okay, so 
like to see it all come together was so interesting because I wasn't familiar with this character in the comics. You know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to look up too much about her because I did, you know, want to be surprised by the episode. So I didn't know about like the metal hand and I didn't know where her powers came from. And, you know, I didn't know what the accent was going to sound like. Um, I think my main takeaway was that Katie was just having a blast playing this character you know she was like really smiley and really into it and even though she's bad like you can tell she was having a good time and i think it's interesting that like i like it when villains aren't just one-off villains who like you know by the end of the episode are in iron heights i like the fact that immunit got away and that you know she's going that she that they created a character specifically for killer frost that she's not barry's villain She's Caitlin's villain, and I'm excited to see where that goes. Did you like the accent? You could, you could be honest. I, it's okay. Oh, I just she just seemed like she was having a good time with it. I mean, I'm not you know going to judge her. It's not her native accent, but I thought it was kind of fun. Andrew, what did you think of? Uh, um, you know, I, I'm going to say it wrong the whole way. I'm sorry, but what did you think of her? Uh, no, I, well, I love the accent. I love the character. I'm also a big fan. Of Katie Sackhoff, also from Longmire. Um, oh, yeah. She's on that show, too. But, yeah, no, I thought she was a blast. I thought she was a big part of all of the things that worked in this episode for me. Uh, like, it felt like, a, like just a fun tone, but not in, like, a light sense or, like, a, you know, slight. Like, this was all just kind of silly. Because she could be a very good villain and hang around. I just thought it was a really enjoyable performance. And... The use of her powers was really interesting. Uh, like, I won't say that it was necessarily like the coolest or maybe the most original power, but it was interesting. Like, it, I didn't quite know how it was going to work. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I dug it a lot. Considering how weird that tease was for her in the premiere, I was happy to see that this is where it was headed. Was that is that is this the power she has in the comics? I I never been sure what her powers were in the comics. Oh, I thought she was like a like full metal kind of you know like a metal flesh kind of she could control metal, but I think they kind of had just had to simplify it. At least that's my memory of it. Into a single glove, like um, what was that Witchblade? It's like her Witchblade. I haven't read or see, is it a book or is it what is it a movie? I think it was a comic and a TV show. There are people listening who are probably like, "Yeah, Witchblade." So <laughs> you're welcome, you people. And now, <laughs> and now I'm stuck with another like classic thing I should have watched. I can't believe that three years into this podcast and it's still be- become the running gag. Like every week, there's like, let's see what film or TV show that everyone <laughs> has seen and hasn't seen. Um, or let's see what expression he knows doesn't know about when Lauren when, like when you had to t- t- teach me about uh, by Felicia and now that's become like my favorite phrase of all time. Um, uh, Brittany, what did you what did you think of uh, Omunet? Um, I'm not gonna lie, I really wasn't a huge fan. Um, I love Katie like like Starbuck is by far favorite like not even favorite female character like favorite sci-fi TV character like period end of story like that like Bowser Galactic is one of my favorite shows and maybe I guess maybe because I was just thinking of that and like wanted her 
to be that character. And I did forget, like, when she started speaking, I was like, oh, my God, I do remember her talking to L.A. Comic kind of about the British accent. I just was not expecting this. Like, I think uh, I want to give the right, the credit to the right person who said it on Twitter. Someone on Twitter, uh, Angie Dahl, Dahl writes on Twitter, said it sounds like a Mary Poppins impersonation. Like, I thought it was like like a deranged Mary Poppins. Like, there was just something so off about the performance like i i think yes you totally could tell she was having fun i feel like she does usually play like heroic or good characters or you know at least not morally ambiguous but you know good good characters kind of on the right side doing the right thing trying to be noble trying to do the right thing i feel like this time she's like yes i get to play a baddie i'm just gonna chew all the lines i'm gonna get this accent i'm gonna have this crazy costume and like you could just tell when she was like doing all her hand movements she was really putting it you know really doing it and really having fun like that was awesome like i liked seeing that but i'm just like you are a cartoon villain and i said this on twitter like there's definitely a difference it really makes you think of like it's really hard to play a good superhero villain and not be a cartoon character and i feel like you know it makes you appreciate someone like um tom cavanaugh who's so good at just being just the right amount of evil and like turning it on and off and doing it super well and like you could still tell he's having fun with the role i think she's she was good i think you know obviously we'll see her again i just i i was not expecting what we got see i uh the range Mary Poppins make me think of like what if there's a scene coming to Caesar where she pulls uh, Yondu and just like uses her like forms a bunch of metal into like a pair like a like a umbrella and just flies and she's like I'm Mary Poppins y'all that would be hilarious um I also think I you know something that you know Lorna we've talked about it on this podcast so many times you know back in season one season two season three is that you know this show has always sometimes struggled with some of Seamus villains like you know like, I know Lorna we were not the the biggest fans of for example Golden Glider. Um I remember we had huh. Yes. Sorry. What? I forgot that's who she was supposed to be. Sorry, I remember the character. It was just until you said Golden Glider, I was like, Golden Glider wasn't in this show. Oh yeah, it's right. been a while. The gun. But now she's right. po- now she's poison ivy on Gotham. Uh, don't no no don't make me explain how that's <laughs> Thing is gonna work. There Don't was... make me explain how there are two people named Peyton List. Ugh. That blows my mind. To this, <laughs> I'm sorry. I finally <laughs> got that off my it chest. It just blows me crazy how petty that that the the, the the teen the teen Peyton List got about like I'm not that like one day it was like one day she was like oh my god I'm not that Peyton List I'm like Jesus Christ woman you don't have to get that pissed. <laughs> uh, no, but I was saying this I. I loved Amunet. Like, I think that this is one of the best female villains we've had in a very long time. It's like, I mean, you know, just two weeks ago or something, we had to, you know, put up with Hazard, who was, you know... You know, I will say this. After after hearing what Amy had to say about it, and I rewatched the episode, I'm like, okay, I kind of see where she's going with that. It is kind of... Like, her voice is kind of crazy. Um, I actually didn't know that she was going to have a British accent. Like, I I, I must have missed that tweet from... Um, LA Comic Con and so on. Um, I I thought her accent was fine. I mean, if any if anyone is having issues with accents in the Arrowverse, it's maybe look. I I love Lena Luthor, but my God, I don't know what any more like which week Katie McGrath is Irish, which week she is British, which which week she is Scottish, which week she is American. Like I I can't tell anymore. Maybe Katie maybe Katie McGrath should give Katie a sack. Oh, they kind of have the same name. Huh, that's kind of cute. Maybe Katie <laughs> maybe Katie McGrath should uh, give uh, Katie Katie a sack up a call and be like, 
hey, girl, you you seem to know how to do accents. I could, you know, I mean, I know I'm kind of slang over here, but like my accent can use some work. I'm I'm just saying. I I mean, again, it's just I can't tell anymore on that show. Like, what it, I don't know what she's trying to be. Like, it's like if she wants to be like from multiple countries, it's fine. I know she's adopted, but it's like pick one, pick one, and stick to it. And so, so yeah, I thought that Katie acting was great. I I didn't know that she um that she uh, first of all I didn't know she was dating Color, but that's interesting. But secondly, I didn't know that she was on the Ragnarok's Ragnarok set, which is amazing because like in this industry, like if you see an actor who hasn't been announced for a movie be like spot on a set, you would see ten thousand articles being like, "Is Katie Sackhoff joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe for Ragnarok?" So <laughs> that's in- that's interesting. That they there probably was at least one article like that, at least you know when they were filming. Wait, wait did did we know that she was on set? Yeah, I she mean, was I would taking assume. pictures a lot when she was in Australia. A lot. Yeah, if you follow her on social media. And um, Carl Urban and Kate Blanchett have basically most of their scenes together. And one's a Kiwi, one's an Aussie. I imagine they're probably... I would think that she took her voice from Hella, which is so much cooler. But... <laughs> yeah, Hella was... I. Yeah, Katie said that she, you know, spends a she spent a lot of time listening to Kate on set, and then because Carl does a lot of Star Trek conventions, she was mm. listening to Marina Sirtis talk a lot. So oh. I can tell how she kind of blended this kind of British Aussie, you know, but like threw in her own kind of Katieisms to sacri- like. She's a really smiley actress. Even as Starbucks, mm-hmm. she was really smiley. And I think that's what I liked the most about her is that she was just like, I'm bad. I'm evil. I have this wicked glove. Like, don't mess with me. <laughs> like, she was very, I don't know. She was very, she was very different than I expected. And she was kind of sassy. Um, and I think it'll be fun to see where they take her because apparently she's running this whole secret, like, meta slave underground network and i love how cecile or or caitlin was like cecile you don't know anything about what's happening in central city like it was interesting juxtaposition knowing that cecile is in law and how like she didn't know that amunet was running this whole meta underground which like is interesting you know we've like i'm sure you guys talked about this on the show last week about how barry automatically thought that dibney was going to be evil because Mm -hmm. There's all these metas running around oh, yeah. Central City, and there's there should be a spectrum of metas who have jobs, you know, like I'm a barista. What's her name? Hot girl. <laughs> and <laughs> I love how that's the only I, thing you remember. I had, I had to bring it back, you know, just like regular people that have powers, you know, that are just trying to live their lives. Then you have people like Dibney, who like are kind of using their powers to, you know. Maybe scam a couple bucks off the top here and there. And then all the way to someone like Amunet who is saying, I have this super metal ability. Okay, you know, let's... Essentially, she's in the Wait. slave trade, which is maybe. crazy. Sorry, Lauren, maybe you cut this. I might have missed it. Was she on the bus? No, they no, no, didn't no, no, no. say. No, no. It's, okay. it, it seems like she's been doing this for a while. And okay. if he was on, if he was on the bus, there's no. That's way hard he... for me to picture. Yeah, because if <laughs> yeah. Like, what a weird bus. Well, first of all, like, I don't think Amina is someone that that does buses. I think she goes with like vans or trucks or like limos. Yeah. And, yep. and also, it would not make sense if she got her powers four weeks ago and she already founded this network. Yeah. So she got her powers in the original particle accelerator explosion. Mm. But she found Weeper. Weeper was on the bus, right. which they did say. Yeah. So, yeah, she's interesting. I'm curious. She reminds me a little bit of 
Remind me, the woman on Supergirl who was in the alien slave trade. Oh, um, Mirage. Uh, no, um, Roulette. Roulette. Yes. Oh. Roulette. Yes. Sorry. Yes. I always call her Mirage. Roulette. Her yeah, name is Roulette. Uh, Andrew. No, I know. I call her Mirage because that actress looks like Mirage from The Incredibles. <laughs> uh, no, no, she, no, she, she looks does. like no, she, no, she looks like Daisy's mom from Agent Shield because she was Daisy's oh, mom yeah. from Agent Shield. She looks exactly. She looks like Echo or whatever from uh, from Dollhouse. Dolls. Yeah. yeah, because she was Echo from Dahas. <laughs> oh my god! This I just, is crazy. I just, wanted, I just wanted to be sure that it doesn't come out as like, as we're being like, oh, she looks like that other Asian actress. So just because, like, I don't know, like, I just want to make sure that people are like, <laughs> oh, are you, do you think all Asian actors look the same? It's like, no, no, no. We know she's the same. We know who yeah. she's playing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I was having a blast with Kate Saka, and I, glo- I'm love, I'm loving the fact that. We have another another strong female villain, and like it kind of the way that they're setting up her up as Killer Frost's big bad, it kind of remind me of how they did Pied Piper for Cisco before Barry. Well, you know, did the thing. Um, I'm trying not to use the T word this season. Uh, <laughs> the the T T word, I mean, um, because now hardly Rathaway is a good guy. Uh, but you know, you know what? In the comics right now, he is a good guy. So you know, it kind of it all it's all connected, you know. But uh, no, I was. I, it was fun. I didn't think anything bad about her accent. I, uh, I'm i sure, like, as she gets more used to it, it's going to maybe sound a little more natural or whatever and so on for people who had issues with it. But again, it's like... I think for an American act... Wait, is she Canadian or is she American? Which one? Uh, Katie Sackhoff? Yeah, is she American? she's American. I gotta be sure because... Um, yeah, but, you know, regardless, like it's impressive to see that she could do sort of great American accent uh, because, you know, there's not a lot of people, I mean, something that could be a struggle. Like, again, Katie McGrath is, I mean, look, I love <laughs> Lena Luthor, but she, every week I'm like, I'm almost playing like a bingo game with myself. Like, you're like, hmm, what accent will she have this week? Um, and I'm sure Lena fans will hate me now and tweet me angry thoughts and I'm like, go for it. People are always angry at me. Well, it's hard. It's hard because Katie McGrath, you know, just to segue into Supergirl for a second, she's an Irish actress. Hmm. So her native accent is Irish, but she always goes out for British characters. So she's used to sliding into this British role. But for Supergirl, she's not technically british because the luthers you would assume were american and so i'm sure it's a hard time i mean there's this one guy on dancing with the stars mark ballas who's american who grew up in england and sometimes when he's being interviewed on the show he'll just slip into this kind of a half accent and i'm sure he doesn't even know he's doing it so we gotta we gotta give katie mcgrath a little bit of slack here yeah, Lena definitely went to British boarding school. Come on, like the Luthers are not going to give their make their kids go to school in America. But the problem, so, okay, but here's the problem. That's is true. That, that's true. Well, I mean, there's no sense of family in the Luther family, anyway. So, but the the difference here is that they're still trying to come off as if she has an American accent on that show, and she just doesn't. Every week, it's like I want to play bingo and like accent bingo. I'm probably going to create like a sheet, like a board. So that every week it's like, you know, like maybe in four weeks from now, I will have like a row or something and we get a special prize wear and so on. Because again, it's, that's how ridiculous it is. So like for people who were complaining about her accent tonight, I was just like, I'm sorry, go back, to, you know, fast, you know, fast forward a day before this and watch Supergirl and you, we can have a discussion then. Uh, but yeah, I look forward to see when she comes back. I hope she, um, yeah, no, she did make me think about Rula. That's a good, that's a very good comparison, uh, Lauren, um, and I and I did get. I love her costume, by the way. I love that it was kind of a good, like it wasn't just like le- a bunch of leather. That coat. Yeah, I okay. was the. Oh man. Yeah, I want to. I want to have that coat. 
Can we get yeah, this episode had like the Flash's best coat and its worst coat. What? Barry's outfit was pretty bad this episode. Well, it didn't fit him. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like it was like like he stole like mm-hmm. someone taller's clothes. Like oh, he's we, pretty oh, tall. Really? Like, are we clothes shaming? Really? Is this becoming a thing? <laughs> What, what was he? Wait, let me go see what he was wearing. It was that. It was just like, <laughs> like the, 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 the shirt was just, The shirt was just too. Yeah, and that's the thing. It just felt weird. Like the shirt was too long, and the jacket was like a jacket that Barry Allen deaf wouldn't because he's like pretty preppy and like chill. It just felt yeah. It didn't feel Barry. I think is the yeah, thing that yeah. And as someone who is both messy and marrying a messy eater, <laughs> you do not end up with sauce on your collar. You've never been poor, out of the Poor Barry. I feel like Grant this week got so sidelined <laughs> and was put in weird clothes and covered in barbecue sauce. And just I definitely thought the, it up. The, I thought the barbecue <laughs> sauce was puke at first. Like when they showed him, I'm like, yes. oh my God, did Barry just get so drunk that he like threw okay, up all over Let me look at the official photo and see what he's wearing because I'm like, it wasn't that bad. It's like poor Barry. But you're, but you're true. <laughs> You're right, Lauren. He was, it did feel like he was pretty sidelined in this episode, which I thought, like, you know, because it's such a female central ep- episode, you think that I would be, you know, like, oh, I'm totally here for mm-hmm. sidelining the flash, but for some reason it felt like off. Like, I was like, oh, this just feels it's like. It's a very it's- delicate balance when you sideline your hero to make room for new characters. And, like, sometimes oh. you can get it right, but sometimes you can't. It's just a very okay. fine line. I see the code. Okay, it, that's not a good code. That, that's oh my! My dad has that code. Oh, maybe he wore Joe's coat he, when they left the house. Just when I said my dad has a bad code, he just walked past in the hallway and he looked. He, <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, I usually love. I I personally like love one-off episodes where it's like I didn't see Supergirl this week, but I know this was a super like centric episode around like um you know, Sanvers and stuff, and we had an episode that was kind of around their, um, how do I, not bachelorette party, their wedding shower and stuff, and, you know, you see those, I like those episodes usually where they're more contained and more about other characters, you get to know, you know, something about another character on the side, and I just felt something this episode, and as much as we love Iris, as much as we love all the characters and stuff, it just, yeah, it just felt like there was something missing from, from this episode. Okay, we'll get there, but uh, okay, well, let's talk about Barry's special. Okay, again, yeah, that, that, that that's a, yeah. I'm sorry, that is a bad coat. That is that does not feel very Barry like. He doesn't wear like he he wears a lot of red when he's not the Flash. We have combination of blue and red. So I oh, I was talking, I was talking about Caitlin's coat. But yeah, yeah. that one was bad too. There was no, some uh, no, questionable I, coat work. I want Caitlin's <laughs> letter coat. I I'm like I I, I know it's like, no no denim. It was denim. That blue one when she made her first transformation? No, that... Uh, with the separate pieces at the waist that flared no. out? I, okay, podcast <laughs> listeners, I officially apologize that we spent 20 minutes talking about British accents and what I know people are seeing. This sorry. is what they need to see. It's a disservice to hashtag feminism. Okay, moving no. oh. on. Oh, my... <laughs> feminism. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we need to talk a- about that. A- Amy, if you can if you can feel me right now, come and save us all. I cannot survive without you. No, but it's like let's talk about okay. Let's talk about uh, from the perspective of bear, you know the men's perspective of the you know of their party. And um, Lauren, what did you think of um, them? The, you know what the, the men were up to in this episode. Okay, so 
anyone who knows me knows that I, I don't like um, <laughs> like strip clubs and any portrayal of women in positions of like submission to men, especially for the male gaze. So, you know, here I am thinking, oh, this is going to be such a great and wonderful like ladies episode. There's going to be all this female empowerment. And where does Ralph Dibney take the men who are very classily celebrating Barry's wedding over brandy sifters and baby videos. I'm like, oh, look at these men. They're like having such a wholesome bachelor party. They go to a strip club and my eyes rolled so far back into my head. I was like, really? And there's that scene where Barry is like looking at the stripper and he's like, I don't think we should be here. I was like, no, Barry, you're like a good wholesome person. Please leave. So I was I was not a fan of of the men's half of this episode. Um, I just yeah, it just it just got so weird. Like they're not the kind of guys you know who would go get wasted in a strip club. That's just not who they are. No judgment against people who do that. If you do that, that's fine. You do you. But they to me that just felt very out of character for Cisco. I mean, he was showing baby videos. How do you go from baby videos to they a strip club? They were married I, when they were kids. How? How did we not yeah. know this? I... That was so cute. Like, and the stuff with Joe and Cecile was so cute. And like, there was some cute stuff, but like, just to throw typically wholesome kind of nerdy like characters into a strip club just for the sake of Ralph. And then, I don't know. And just for the and sake of like that being a bachelorette party thing. I feel like it's just a cliche. Like we've seen that, like, yeah. like one dude wants to go to the bachelorette party. The other dudes don't, but somehow they end up going anyway. That they end yeah. up in jail. Like that's such a tired story of bachelor parties. Like it would have been a better story if they had stayed in or like maybe the pizza guy could have come and he could have been a bad guy or something, you know, something they could have gotten into trouble in yeah. other ways. Or, or, the pizza or, guy had been the bad ooh. guy. Ooh, he opens poor. the pizza thing box and it's actually a gun on the inside. Oh, um, wow, Brittany, all of talk, the... talk about going dark, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the like the strippers working there have like problems or people that are making their life worse, and they just have to spend the rest of the night solving their problems. Yeah, like it turns into like a therapy session. Like all the girls hmm. just come, like sit down. Like, they see how nice Barry is, and they're just like come sit down to like talk to him about stuff. Yeah, she's like Peppermint keeps stealing my tips, and he's like zip zip. There you go. Like, oh, yeah. Look at I that peppermint socks. I mean, yeah. I, I'm I'm not. It. Wait, I, let, 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 let Lauren finish her thoughts first. I just want to make sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. So, just like on the whole of it, the fact that half the episode was spent in a strip club, I didn't really like. And like for me, like this is an eight o'clock show. This is a family show. I know children who watch this show, like eight, nine, and ten year olds. And so, like for them to go to a strip club felt like huh, like, what show are we watching? What age group is this for? To me, that felt like a miss. And, like, a miss opportunity in storytelling. There's a million other things that they could have done that could have been funny with Barry, you know, drinking and, you know, being forgetful. But, like, I don't know, to sideline the guys in a strip club just felt like such a cheap, 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 cheap thing to do. Okay, Andrew. But, like, guys, right? Guys, right? Hashtag feminism. Well, um. I, I mean, I, Laura, I would you. I hate, I hate, I hate strip clubs. I, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm not a prude. Oh, I'm I love gonna... a best fries. Right, he was right about that. But, um, that, okay, yeah. Here's the problem: is that I love Ralph so much as a character. I love, uh, what's was his it... name? Hartley. It's the most fake name ever. What is the name? Ha- <laughs> 
What is his name? Hartley. Is it Hartley Sawyer? That's, Hartley that's, Sawyer. That, that seems fake. Like as I'm saying it, it seems fake. Yeah, I know, right? I'm sorry. Um, does Dies sound like a natural last name, Andrew? Because I thought I thought you were like, no, it's spelled like oh, Hartley's not last his name. first. Hartley's his first name. That's just it sounds like a made up name. Yeah. It's like a, also, but I like it. It's like a superhero it was a name. Character already that was like, like oh like, yeah, this is appropriately comic booky. Hartley, like, like Nick Blood. Uh, yeah. Hartley I always, I never, yeah. I can never remember if Nick Blood is the actor's name or the right? character's name because <laughs> have... it, it also sounds like a Sebastian fake name. Blood. Wait, <laughs> um, okay, wait, isn't that Better Blood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I was, uh, we're just saying so many weird names right now. By the way, okay. I was just kidding about your last name, by the way. Andrew. It's, it's, it, it's fine. It sounds very, it's, it sounds very posh. It doesn't Dolls. sound like you know H and M like condensed into a. Yeah, okay. Anyway. <laughs> um. I love that actor's performance in the mix with these other characters. Like, I, I, he is a guy that they don't like, but it is okay for the audience to enjoy disliking. You know what I mean? Like, it, I don't, I don't find him grating or offensive. He's kind of just laughable when he gets to that. So I liked that that for his character, they are firmly in. He's a creep who is also weird because he's the number one customer for the food. <laughs> you know, not like. He's not a a total lecherous, weird guy. He's just comfortable in the grimy parts of the city. So, and I didn't mind that. It it like you point that out, I, Lauren. I can't disagree with any of your points. The good news is, you said half the episode is spent there. I'd probably say like maybe fifteen percent of the episode is about being in a strip club because it, that's just abandoned until we come back for a fight. Well, then also uh, Joe and Cecile's daughter. That com- became a whole thing. Yeah, and that's that's what I mean. Like that, I don't know what. When that episode ended, I thought, like, what was that? <laughs> it's just such an odd, such a strange, strange hashtag feminist character. It's not even a subplot. Like it's it's introduced and wrapped up in a in a weird way in one episode. But whatever the case. Barry being drunk and telling everyone he's the Flash was awesome. That was by far the best part because it's like, why didn't they, like you should just like that's what he does regularly, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, no, but guys, it's, it's guys, not that often. You can trust often. them. It's not that often, Brittany. You're exaggerating. It's not that often. It's maybe like once every. Six At episodes. least once an episode, and I mean, he did it last week to Ralph. Yeah. He was like, well, yeah, yeah, they Ralph, Ralph is different because <laughs> like, at least Ralph, he... I barely know you. You're a bad meta. No. You could be a bad meta, but Brady, did you even anyway, watch the episode? He, they, they did the know each, they did know each other from years ago. That's no, he didn't know, but he didn't like him from years ago. He was like, I don't like this guy. Like he screwed up on a case that we worked years ago. We're enemies. Oh, B B B T Dubs. I'm the Flash. Look, here's the thing. One thing. One thing that I did think was funny is that at the very end of the episode, the girls didn't want to tell the guys that like they kind of sort of took on a badass metahuman without them, and the guys were so ashamed that they and you know got arrested at a strip club that they didn't want to tell them either. So. I think, you know, if there was like a, com- a comedic element to this episode, it, it did kind of come together at the end for me. Man, it was, sorry, what were you going to say? Who, me? Yeah, you sound, I mean, we, we kind of all, we all start talking at the same time and then like I just want to sure that everyone gets to. Oh, I just, I wanted to ask uh, everyone's opinion on awarding the worst uh, background actor of the episode. Was it either 
or not worst, most distracting. Was it either the security guard carrying the cell phones looking like a murderous robot or that sports fan in the drunk tank that was just like pumping that foam finger (laughs) walking back and forth. (laughs) Or the guy who brought the, uh, the, who like took, ripped the picture off the wall. I mean, he wasn't a background actor, but he, I was like, where did this guy come from? He's like, I've been waiting to do this and just smashed the picture of, of Ralph. Is he a regular? Is he the owner? I, you know, I, I a bouncing guy in the cell. I mean, he stole that whole scene. Yeah, thank you. Yep. But I do agree. I really like Ralph as a character. This episode, he kind of annoyed me. I do think yeah. I was like, oh, I loved you so much last week because you were so. I but I like that they're keeping. But then I was like torn because I didn't like him a lot this episode, but I liked that they were keeping it with his character because he was still like a sleazy 1940s detective. Like it made sense that he'd want to hang out in a strip club and be like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I come here all the time. I know the girls. Like, you know, you can see him like maybe doing some, like he, yeah, you know, he might steal money from them from here or there, but if there's, you know, a guy messing them up, you could see him kind of helping them or getting on a case for them if they needed some help on the side, you know, kind of like detective noir type way. So I, I did like that part of, the episode i just felt like he was i did like when he showed up to the house and he's like oh i thought it was like a superhero hang and they were just like oh why are you here like that was good mm-hmm. um but yeah i felt like there was some parts where i was just like oh you're a little bit too much you're a little bit too over the top and trying too hard but i guess it makes sense if you're the new guy in the group maybe you would try too hard to fit in so like I when I he said see... feminism <laughs> yeah and then cisco <sighs> like that's not how that works and i was like oh cisco high five bro like Will you guys, if, just... if, if I subtitle this episode feminine, will you guys stop bringing it up that word every five seconds? I mean, we're just, we're bringing it up as much as they brought it up themselves True. in the episode. Yeah. Hashtag feminine. <laughs> One thing I will say about Ralph, I think the actor, Andy, I think I, I told this to you when we talked last week. His we performance week? reminds me, <laughs> his performance reminds me a lot of Jim Carrey. Oh yeah, in, that does sound familiar. Like Ace Ventura and oh, early career where he plays like a somewhat normal human. Yeah, like kind of like the mask, a little more like the mask because the mask actually does have that noir vibe, like with Stanley the dance Ipkiss. club and yeah. yeah, Stanley Ipkiss. Thank you with the suit and he he's like trying to be goofy. Um, I think mm-hmm. the, I think his performance is really cool and I'm excited about next week. I think one of the funniest kind of moments with his character was when Felicity walked in and all she could see was his legs and she was oh, like yeah. <laughs> oh that's new like what's happening yeah. um, oh also funny. also when Killer Frost turned back he is oh it's just Caitlin yeah I was <laughs> that pissed me off I'm like Ralph that I love you funny. no I I, uh. I got pissed I'm like Ralph I love you but shut up <laughs> like I was like I'm <laughs> just Caitlyn seriously it's like what is it with like guys and like like, like because they, it's become like a thing this whole year where like I see a lot of guys having like a thing for like girls with like white hair I'm like okay I mean if it's like a Game of Thrones really? thing, I, I get yeah, oh my you clearly don't know who I hang out with or who I see on Twitter sometimes like, it's like people are like I don't know there was some some weird I saw getting retweeted uh the day that Sabrina spinoff got cat and now they're like oh my god a white like a white haired witch that could be so hot I'm like She's gonna be sixteen. You per unfollow, unfollow. I don't. I, I don't. Do you think I follow those kind of people? Like, no. It was someone I knew that retweeted. So do, go judge them and said. Um, <laughs> and what I was gonna say. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was funny when Ralph was like, "Oh, like who's this blonde hottie?" It's like, mm. "Hello, you work with her." You know, like 
Shut your mouth. <laughs> I thought Felicity was definitely going to be like checking him out at that scene. Like when Ralph was like stretching, I thought she was like looking at his abs or something or like his weird torso. And I was like, oh, is she like going to be like, oh, who's this guy? And she like was like, nope, a bore, a bore. And kind was of she, ran away. Okay, that's kind of funny. She just got back together with Oliver, so it's. Uh, Dude, it I mean, not you can, you can, like you can look at someone and appreciate. Yeah. Well, Iris has made it clear as of last week. She was like, you know, oh, Harley's like, you know, like a ruggishly handsome Oliver Square jaw, and not Barry's like, really? And she's like, oh, I only got eyes for you, babe. And then he leaves, and Kane's like, Oliver Queen is kind of hot, yeah, girl. And I'm, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, they had like their little yeah, friend so moment, be- like right how they're like best friends. <laughs> but it'd be funny if like they compared him to Oliver last week and then Felicity was checking him out this week because like obviously she has a thing for Oliver. Can I right just now? say one thing is that I love when Felicity comes to the Flash. Like I yes, uh, me too. It was fun while we were talking. Lauren tweeted uh, uh, on Twitter like like Felicity on the Flash. I'm guessing on the Flash because then I hash at Ladies Night and then she posted an awesome gif when they were first dancing in two o two o nine arrow two o nine. Yes. Yeah. Ugh. I am admittedly not a big Felicity fan, but whenever I love her on The Flash, like her and Barry are like my bro TP, like love their relationship. Right. I think some of my favorite moments, like when she just like picks up the chair and like starts trying to hit the guy with the chair and like the when she thought the guy who's like coming for Killer Frost in the first like the first beginning of the episode and she was like oh it's a stripper like take it off and then she's like nope it's not a stripper and then she just goes full into like attacking the chair. I was like this is what I like. I just... I, yeah, I just I don't love her on Arrow, but I love what you she like comes her over because and, like, she's sticking up for herself, ladies. Hashtag <laughs> feminism. <laughs> yeah, I love Felicity on Flash. I think she fits better on Flash yeah. because you know she lets her mouth get away with her sometimes. She is a little bit more quirky. I, you know, I love the she, I love the joke about the door when she just walks in like no one walks yeah. in the Arrow cave like there's that no was, security that was great. in the whole Arrowverse. I just like everyone gets into the bunker. Arrow, yeah. the oh, I mean, look, it's at some point the O are gonna have issues too. I um, what was I gonna say um, no, but I I, I still I, the more the more I, I keep thinking about it, yeah, Harley Sawyer does think remind me of a young Jim Carrey as uh, as uh, Ralph. Um, well, no, but the thing I want to say about the bachelor party was that um, I, like Lauren, I do not judge people who like to go to strip clubs. Like that's their choice. That's that, that's their money. That's their life. I am just personally not a guy who enjoys it. Um, and you know these men on Flash, they've all they, they they're not portrayed as like the typical macho dudes. Like you know, I feel like they, these are like modern men who are you know they're proud you know they're proud feminists and whatnot. And so and I think they you know like they. You know they don't they they they're not appealed by strip clubs, uh, but like what Brittany was saying, it does after establishing Ralph from last week, it, it fits with his character. Like I don't want that's the thing. If they had just had him come out in this week as a goody two-shoes character after the things we saw last week, mm-hmm. it would have been like so rushed, jump into gun, and it's like you have to develop that. So it's like and again, I love the fact that we have like a lovable jerk. We haven't had that on the Flash in a very long. Time. I mean, Harry is oh, Harry is on a different level. Like he's on a, his own separate category. So, uh, by the way, did it drive did it get did anyone else get crazy by the fact that this man whose face is the face of a murderer in Earth 1 had was just walking around with nothing to disguise his face? It never got noticed. I know. Once. It's like I'm like <laughs> they totally forgot to like deal with that. It's been a while. That was my only issue with this episode. I'm like, guys, guys. He, 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 he publicly in a video stated, "I killed Nora Allen." Blah 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 blah. It's like, 
we, we, this was a thing in season three. This is why HR did the whole face swap change thing and so on. And so in it, his defense, he does like look different. Like no, he, he, no, no, that because that would be like seeing somebody before and after a haircut, a change of wardrobe, different glasses, different way about them, and being like, I can tell you have the same bones under that skin, pal. And they, he looks also, you know, he was in a wheelchair. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. He, he does carry himself a little different because murderers, because murderers don't, don't lie. Like, I, I, I I think that people at this point would have assumed that, oh, well, Harrison was probably lied about his injury and that's why he was able to and also survive <laughs> exactly and he's it's... also looking like pretty hip I-, I don't know about that but that's a discussion i mean his hair is pretty he's got a nice flow <laughs> and he always has the coffee still... cup like i love when he walked yeah. into the police station with his cup and was like i want those guys with me <laughs> i still think it's funny i think this is still i think what we're seeing on harry this week is still it's still the wig from last week and again it goes mm-hmm. to say that they're actually a good wig now in the Arrowverse. Actually, you know, there's two good wigs now because last week Black Siren had a great, great wig. So I'm like, like guys, this looks like real hair. It doesn't look cheap. <laughs> like I was like, I was like, <gasps> there's good wigs in the Arrowverse. They have a budget again. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, I, I I love that Harry was able to get out of that bachelor party too. He was just like, I'm not gonna fall for this Hartley character. Like I'll, I'm out, and then he just goes and picks up the pieces later, and it's like, oh. I made the right choice. Yeah, but for me, I was like, I wasn't like comfortable either with the fact because again, I, I don't have a lot of men in there where I can look up to. So the fact, it, it, but Barry and like the men in the flat has always been some of them that I, that I can because they're not typical macho men or and so on. So like, I wasn't bothered at first with the whole strip club thing, but at the same time, like you know what Aaron with Lauren saying and so on, it's like it doesn't like. I feel like they would they could have easily told Harley, no, you're the new He's guy. Going for the food, they he didn't tell them right. It was. This is the thing that made it, I think, passable, is he pitched it as a place where they could get food, and then they went, and the entire time where they were there, he did seem primarily interested in the food and how good it was. And Barry did love those freaking chicken wings. I mean, but that's like my guy friends who say to me, hey, Lauren, let's go to Hooters after the con because they have good wings. Have you ever tried Hooters? What are, what are Hooters? Um, they, do, they do have good wings. Yeah, but, what but so do <laughs> other places. I'm not going to go there just because they have good food. Come on what, now. What are Hooters? That's right. It's a restaurant with girls who don't wear very much, you know, and they serve you food. Oh. Yeah. And you know what, Lauren? If you want to go there, you can. If you don't want to go there, you don't have to. <laughs> because hashtag feminism. Exactly. <laughs> if the writers of this episode, if the, the writers of this episode are listening, <laughs> please excuse my codes because I, uh, I'm i not sure what's happening right now. And... <laughs> I, uh, like, I'm gonna... I try, it's, like, try it's, to be- just, it's dangerous to put hashtag anything in any episode, because invariably it's all anyone will say. I just gonna age like, very weirdly. And I hate when people say that, like, I I mean, I if I'm saying hashtag out loud, I'm definitely making fun of something, but, like, I'm, like when do you ever say that out loud? Like, in, in a serious, real-life way, unless you're like, oh, the kids say hashtag woke, like... No one really mm-hmm. talks like that. Well, like woke people don't talk like that. Well, Cara well, well, hashtag like hashtag uh, too much fun and Supergirl last season when she was you know saving the day with uh, Superman. No one seemed to mind then. Even the Martian Manners said you know hashtag too much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's not like a that's not like a social platform. No, I, I, know, I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But but 
that's kind of Cora's character anyways. I know. Um, I know. But yeah, but yeah um, I, I didn't like I didn't like that he went to strip club because again, if they, if all Ralph wanted was food, and again, I I'm sorry, I wouldn't buy that as a reason because I'm sure he was checking some women out there or whatnot. And like, if 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 it had gone for a few more minutes, I'm sure he would have made some sort of move on uh, Cecile's. What's the name of Cecile's daughter? Is it Joni? Joni. Joni. There we go. He would have made some sort of move on her, and he would have probably said something like. You know, like, oh, if only your dad knew I was here. He's like, well, my dad is not here, but my soon-to-be stepdad is here right behind you. And he's like, oh, crap. Like, if just wait. If it only been a few more minutes, he would have done something like that. Um, so, yes, I feel like if it really was all about the food, he could have, like... I mean, I don't know. Like, it feels like the only restaurants in Central City are Big Belly Burger and then apparently yeah. Wings. Um, so this is the other place. This is the other place. Exactly. Like, and that fancy restaurant that got blown up. And the, that's what man. Oh my sucks. god! Central City. You either get pastry from the coffee shop, fast food from Big Belly Burger, or, or that posh restaurant where club. everyone keeps dying. Yeah. You know what they could have done? Ray Palmer owns a restaurant in Central City. Why? Why didn't Felicity just like, hey, remember that that one time you and I, you and I, Iris tried to have dinner, and then you and Eddie made things really awkward as hell. Yes, let's go to that restaurant and say we own. Let's that. go to my ex-boyfriend's restaurant. Who, who's in? Who's in? Who's out? Who's out in, in in time traveling things and so on? That would be hashtag awkward. <laughs> hashtag OG realistic fan. Just saying. <laughs> uh, see now. See. Oh my god. This. By the time we get to the end of this episode, there's going to be like sixty hashtags in this. Ugh. Um. Okay. Let's talk about the, the from the women's perspective now. Uh, of uh, hashtag sh- feminine. <laughs> and I swear from God, like the hashtag feminine perspective I will fly to Canada I will find you and I, I will start <laughs> off I will, I, 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 will lock you, I will lock you in a real escape room and hashtag <laughs> go away I'm gonna say this be- just because you brought up Joni and I don't want to forget uh, possibly the best moment of the show was when Barry arrived and they hugged each other in a 100% convincing way for like all kind of step siblings who don't see each other that often, but are both nice people. Go I back and watch that. that. Yes, yeah, I okay. totally noticed that. I was like, "Are they gonna hug? Are they not gonna hug? Have like, they met before?" Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh wow. Okay, well, there was that. Like, there was a coffee date uh, date when um, it was like basically the entire West family and Cecile yep. and her daughter, and then. There was Barry. It was like I mean, it was always funny because like he was the only white guy there, so it was just like <laughs> not to make it about skin color. It was just funny. Um, yeah. What was I gonna say? Uh, okay, so let's talk about the the Bachelorette adventure. Um, Laura, what did you think? <laughs> what? I just sorry. I started watching this episode with my fiance, and she was enjoying the first part of it, and then kind of lost it on Caitlin. When she was like, oh, I don't really feel like going out, guys, um, for your friend's bachelorette party. <laughs> like, on the day, I to be like, I don't know. I was thinking of just staying, and I'm not really in the mood. Like, okay, you know what? You're actually the last person that today is about. So maybe just suck it up. Oh, my, oh God. If I if I was for my bachelor party, if one of my friends said, "Oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to stay, and I'm not really feeling like going out," then you know what? We're not besties. Well, I feel like that's such a Californian thing, though, just to like bail on people at the last. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I knew you're getting married, but like, well, I've had a rough week. 
Brittany, how does that make you feel as a California? No, I'm kidding. No, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not a Californian. BT Dubs. You live in LA. <laughs> I live but here. She's I'm, a, New, I'm New, a Yorker. New Yorker. I know. I nothing about you screams New York. New Yorkers to me anymore. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, where were we? Um, the ladies part of the yeah, episode. Yes. Thank you. Um, what did you think about Lauren? Sorry. What, what did you think about? The whole, they're a whole thing together. You know, they were, went up against Amanda Black, uh, you know, the girls. Uh, we had um, <laughs> we had Andrew Stop, uh, and we you know we had also you know, the whole thing about um, them finding about Killer Frost stuff like that. Like, what did you think about about that part? I think there was a lot going on on the lady side of things. Like the way that not really anything was happening with the guys, like plot wise. I think there was so much happening with the girls, almost like too much happening because, you know, the night is supposed to be about Iris. They're supposed to be celebrating Felicity's in town. Like, okay, that's fun and cute. And, you know, girls are getting all dressed up. So it was cool. But then all of a sudden this weird guy with the eyeball, like crashes Iris's bachelorette party, you know, which I thought was so weird. And then that thing came out of his eye and I was like, Oh my God, it's a Demogorgon. Like stranger things is everywhere. Oh, okay. A Demogorgon from stranger things. How is like, this more effective? <laughs> I was like, what is happening with that guy's eye? Like, this is so crazy. And like Brittany, you were saying, I love how Felicity grabbed the chair and was like, Ugh, like, we're just going to just beat this guy down. Um, and then, you know, to, like, watch, like, this whole Caitlin Killer Frost situation. So, you know, she's thinking about leaving. We obviously know that she's still dealing with Killer Frost, but, like, we don't really know what's going on. And then it, it comes out that Amunet had some sort of power inhibitor that, you know, in the hiatus when Barry was in the Speed Force that Caitlin was using to, like, keep Killer Frost down. But at the same time, she had to, like, use her powers to, like, protect Amunet. Like, Caitlin got herself mixed up in some crazy, I don't want to call it the mutant underground, because that's the gifted, but meta underground, um, you it's know, a, situation. Okay, you, can, you can make references to that. And Brittany was trying to, like, find a way to make, uh, she was hoping that metahumans for a few weeks, you know, a few weeks ago, oh, a few weeks ago was, went through the same thing as Inhumans do, like Terry Genesis, and I'm like... Like Terry Genesis? No, 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 she, was, I know, she really wanted that. That's she, how I pictured the bus. That's how I just pictured the bus scene to happen. It's just like something well, happened on the bus, and they all became like chrysalises, and they and then they were uh, inside, they were uh, <laughs> metahumans. Metahumans, I know. It's too many words, but you I know what like, I mean. Inhumans, mutants, what are they? I don't remember. Metas. So, like, <laughs> to learn all about, like, learn that that's what Caitlin's been dealing with was, like, a whole, like, level of interest interesting in the episode and then for the girls you know obviously they conveniently couldn't call for backup because their phones were taken away when they went into the strip club i mean maybe that's how the whole strip club thing came about because they <laughs> didn't know how to get the phones away from the guys i don't know but so like the girls can kept having to decide are we going to take on this threat are we going to protect caitlin are we going to rescue this weeper Meta. And, like, that was cool. And my first thought was, wait a minute, none of them have superpowers. Like, how is this going to work? But then, of course, Felicity and Iris had those huge, I'm assuming, Star Labs guns. Well, one of them was Captain like, Cold's gun. One of them was Captain Cold's gun. I don't know what the other one was. And I was like, Just all right, gun. okay. So they have weapons. Like, they're, they're you know, they're, they're ready to do this. And I love how, you know, they 
figured out how to take the metal off of like Amunet and they save the guy. Like I thought that was great. I thought that was totally interesting. Um, and like the whole Caitlin storyline was such an interesting layer too, because it's like, they try to explain her whole Hulk thing where she doesn't remember when she's killer frost. I don't know. I, I think there was a lot going on there that like, I am still unpacking because it was like a total data drop of like what Caitlin has been up to since Barry went into the speed force. And that was kind of new also. Like, did we know that she doesn't remember the whole killer frost thing? Did we just assume that? Like the that kind of seemed like it came at a the premiere hinted at it and, and, yeah. and when she went when she became herself again, she was like, Oh no, not again because she was kinda like she didn't really know like what what like she you kinda had to read between the lines and look where she was reacting because she looked like she was wasn't really sure where she was. So like I, I, I took it away from right away from since the premiere. She doesn't remember when she shifts into Killer Frost. Uh, but sorry, go on, Brittany. No, that's all I was wondering. I was just wondering if we had if we had a clue of that before. Because I definitely agree with Laura. Like, a lot was going on in this episode. And they were, like, tr- trying to make so many different... Like, they were trying to make Caitlyn have her story. They were trying to make Caitlyn and Iris have a story together where they, you know, came together to come over this threat. They were trying to make Caitlyn and the Blacksmith have a story. They were trying to make... Uh, Joel, jo, uh, Joel. <laughs> I'm combining Joseel. Joseel. I'm, I'm, yeah, I was combining their names. Um, Cecile. They were trying to make Cecile and her daughter have a story. Cecile have her own story. Cecile and Joe have a story. Like they were trying to pair everybody, and like all these different people have these little storylines. And yeah, there was just a lot going on. And again, I just I I think I believed by the end of the episode, I definitely believed that Caitlin and Iris are friends. Like when when Iris asked Caitlin to be her maid of honor, I thought that was like a really sweet moment, you know, especially when she was like, it's about new beginnings. It's about us, you know, you know, they're taking, they're starting a new life together. They want Caitlin to be a part of this new life because, you know, they are part of the team and Caitlin's a part of team flash. and Iris is a part of team flash. And I liked that moment of them coming together and having that sweet little girls moment. But I feel like, again, for a lot of these things, I don't, I don't believe what they're selling me. I don't believe, again, like, you know, you're like Andrew's fiance was saying, like, you know, your friend doesn't want to come to your bachelorette party. Like, what? Like, I mean, definitely ask her to be your maid of honor. <laughs> right. Like, we know there's some killer frost stuff going on, obviously, but like, that's why she was being so shady. But but still, it was just I I believe it more now. Like, I definitely think I hope going forward from this point, like, I hope this episode really is a, was a start of like a good, strong friendship between Iris and Caitlin and then, you know, working out the whole killer frost thing and Caitlin co- totally coming clean to the group. And I hope that's what comes out of this episode. Cause otherwise I felt like, yeah, it was a, it was kind of a jumble and a, a little bit of a mess where there was so many little threads they were trying to tie in and they were trying to tie in both of these visits and like, oh, and then overall they were having all these little side stories and they were trying to tie it with a big bow of like girl power and like, like super, super girl season one, where they were just like girl power everywhere. Pow, 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 pow. Like, they were trying to do that with this episode, and it was just like, okay, there's a lot going on here. Andrew, what did you think of the, the their adventures? Well, I will. I'm not going to say anything about Killer Frost, but what, I scared? will say uh, I'm scared of what this means. Um, no, come on, come on, I, be, be honest now. Like, don't be afraid of what Twitter will say to you later. Just oh no, honest. I'm just, I, I'm just, I don't want people to be who disagree with me to feel. I just think that it's the particle accelerator turned Caitlyn Snow into a victim, and I just really that bothers me the more I think about it. So I just don't want to think about it. 
Um, but but the thing I did like, I did like the added wrinkle of um, actually making Killer Frost more than just evil. Like uh, having her kind of have information, treating Caitlin as a different person was like, oh, that's at least I think kind of Lauren, like you said, that's kind of an interesting wrinkle to it that they're at least trying to find something new. But I really feel like the whole friendship we kind of over the past probably like season or two seasons have talked a lot about how there's always this need to have action and stakes and drama instead of just quieter character moments because those scenes are kind of fun and can be heartwarming. There doesn't always have to be some oppressive threat happening. And I think that this is just what you reap. Like when you get that is that they start talking to each other and I realize I have never seen you guys like talk about anything other than something trying to kill you. So or, or bear, which is a, uh, isn't that? What yes. What is it? No, the Bechdel me. test. Yeah. The Bechdel test. If you, yeah. if, how many? Okay, so if someone explain it, how does a Bechdel text work, and then how? how, how Two do, women characters talking about something other than a man. Yeah, yeah, and most of the time they're mostly talked about Barry over the past few seasons. Yeah, everybody do get to have a scene, or or like, I don't, I don't think that the Flash is a particularly <coughs> strong offender in that regard. Like, I think that it's it's usually about the team and you know that kind of thing more than it is just about a guy character, uh, but. I do think that we really just are at the point where we're not even getting really that many scenes of Cisco and Caitlin talking about just being friends to each other. And that was kind of where they started. And Cisco has now kind of just shifted that time, that screen time towards Gypsy. And Caitlin just, this is her thing now, is she is a victim on her own and trying to deal with this thing. Iris, like does she still have a job? Like we keep talking about that kind of thing. I just feel like then when you get to the point where you want to do an episode where it's about friends and real life stuff, I realize that there has been like almost no human friendships actually developed. And that sucks. Like that scene, remember that scene of Barry and Iris and when he told her that they got married in a different timeline and they were on the roof talking to each other, like that felt like such a real thing. And I think this episode, the parts of it that I really, really enjoyed we're just those smaller character interactions. Uh, and it is because the cast is so good. And last week, it was the same thing. There were smaller moments that were really good because there's just cool characters. Something doesn't always need to be exploding because then for us, it feels like they never get any time to just clock out and be normal people and then matter to each other as friends. And this episode was just like, oh, yeah, we're aware of that. But – yeah, oh, there's no real like solution. Well, you you just can't solve it now. You just have to solve it going forward. Which, like you you guys were saying, I'm I'm hopeful that they are forming that, and this is at least them acknowledging it. So hopefully that'll become a bigger part of it. Uh, because the thinker is very much in the background now. So I'm I'm optimistic that that is a real end of season play, and we're gonna have more time for like you know the the idea that Cisco might be killed. Uh, I would like to be worried about that because of what that will do to the other characters, not just because whoa, 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 it means wait, wait, a character wait. I like dying. What What are you talking about? Is there 
is there a talk oh randomly i'm just picking a random oh, okay name. Hang on, because i'm like i thought you were gonna do the whole thing that amy used to do back in season one season season two or season three of the pocket where she would like always connect it back to that when he initially died in that, in 115 and then kind of like i think she used a fringe comparison or something like that where it's like well you know time always catches up so like maybe cisco cisco's uh, destiny is always to die at some point i'm like no please god let it not happen but uh, yeah and that's the crappy thing is you just saying that like now cisco dying means less to me now than it would have in the first or second season. Well, I'm, I'm, is, I, I, just to, I just try not to think about it because I'm like, I don't want him to die. <laughs> but uh, no, but what I was going to say was that I am, um, uh, I particularly enjoyed everything that was going on with the girls. I, I do agree that there was a lot going on, but again, I feel, I feel that it did. I mean, I could have probably done it without the, the, I mean, look, I love Cecile. And hashtag I, feminism. <sighs> it has been a while since we said it. Sorry. No, it's not been a while. Like a while had would have been a day, but you. <laughs> what I? What did you? What did I? What did I guys? You know what? Don't make me use that. My uh, my, uh, I had my head last week really hard card to get some sympathy, like because I <laughs> stopped using the hashtag because I can't focus. Uh, but no, I I love everything that was going on with the girls. I I felt maybe we could have done without the Cecile and Jody part or whatever, but. I feel we got some more answers to what's going on with the whole Killer Frost thing. And the thing is, I get that people are frustrated that there that there seems to be no explanation to, like, what's going on personality-wise, the whole thing and so on. But again, guys, this is the blessing and the curse of having a 23-episode season. Now, that doesn't excuse what happened last season because they didn't get barely give us any answers at all. This season, they seem to be a little more definitive now because I think they figured it out now. But I think we just have to wait to get those answers. But the thing that I was so... Like, I love... I mean, I, look, of course, I love all the kick-ass female moments like that they try to go after Ominate on their own and like Killer Frost, you know, got to have some cool action or whatnot. Like, that was f- great. I've been waiting for that for so many seasons now and I hope that we get to see that again uh, in future episodes because, like, these are some amazing female characters. Whether they have powers or not, they can kick ass in so many ways, different ways. It doesn't have to be, like, super speed or something like that. But the thing that blew me away... <clears throat> With this episode, and I, you know, Lauren and I, she and I, we've talked about this off air. We've talked about this about multiple seasons of the Flash podcast. I think at least like two or three times per season, when uh, you know we used, to, you know, when we were hosting together, we would always bring up why is there nothing between Iris and Caitlin? They're in the same room. They're working on the same team. They know the same people. Why are they always like kept separate from each other? We never understood that, and I was astounded by how meta this episode went because I'm like. Well, I mean, before they said it, I was thinking, oh, you know, I mean, if someone would just acknowledge the fact that they never talk or they never act as friends. But then Caitlin goes like, well, we're work friends. I mean, have we really ever been good friends or whatnot? And I'm like, holy crap. Like, I've, I have never had any shows. Where, I don't have a lot of shows where they, where the characters are saying what I'm thinking. It's never, it's usually like what my friends are, you know, like, what my friends are thinking that these characters are saying, whatever. So, but for once, like, in a very long, for the first time in a very long time. A group of characters were acknowledging something that I felt, and I'm like, holy crap. It's like, they get it, and they're trying to do something about it. I agree with you guys are saying that. I hope that this doesn't fall through, that, that there's nothing, that nothing happens after this. Like, I, they need to stick to this now and make sure that they show us them getting, you know, getting closer and becoming better friends and stuff like that. And, you know, and I, I actually, you know, I know a lot of people on Twitter were like rolling their eyes because they said, you know, because Iris asked her to be her maid of honor. But at the same time, I felt that was a beautiful gesture because I'm like, maybe that's like, I mean, again, I mean, do we really think this wedding is going to go through? I mean, I'm sure they're going to get married, like, like at a, 
like they're gonna go to city hall and register like a marriage or something like that. I, like I don't expect a beautiful big wedding to happen because this is superhero television after all. Last time a superhero wedding. Oh, it's happened, gonna happen. It's just gonna get interrupted. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like, like the last time a superhero wedding happened on the CW, that was on Smallville when Clark and Lois were getting married. But then, of course, a dark side possessing Oliver Queen. Don't make me explain for those who haven't watched the show. It just was a thing. There was a whole Omega thing, like in a dark. It's it, it's a long story. Either way, it's like that wedding wasn't successful. So it's like again, even the, even if they make Caitlyn her maid of honor, it's like is it like? I mean, it's not going to be, like, successful in the crossover. I just don't think it's going to be. Um, also, like, no offense, but who else was Iris supposed Felicity. to ask? There are, like, but they haven't established that Felicity and, and Iris are even friends. Like, No, 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 no. That's something they make clear throughout the whole, the, since this season one of The Flash. It's like, every time Felicity is in, in town, she and Iris are always, like, you know, like, buddy, butt, butt. And, like, they're always acting as, like, they've been texting each other forever. Like, they're talking, stuff like that. It's like, no, they... I gotta disagree with you there, sadly. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't see that. Maybe if they had her mention it or some. I don't know. Just like the person we see all the time on our on our show, that's gonna make sense. Like they, I don't. I feel like it'd be weird if it was like I'm gonna invite the random chick from the other show to be my batch, my bride, my maid of honor. Like I feel like that. I mean, I guess it makes sense because all the shows cross over, but it just it doesn't really. It'd be like, oh, I'll just invite, you know, I know they're friends in real life. I'd rather be, you know, I'd rather have Sarah Lance be her. her like, you know, it doesn't make sense to me that they're just like anybody, has, but. Has Iris ever, I think Iris has maybe met Sarah once, and that was last yeah. year's crossover. So, um, what was I going to say? Uh, where was I going with this, damn it? Um, no, I, 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 I thought the whole, the fact that they addressed it, and they're actually now starting to become friends, whatnot, I, like, it made me really happy. Because, like, again, this show is very male-dominated. We only have two uh, series regulars, female characters. And it's never made sense to me why they've been kept apart from each other for three years. And the fact that Iris, like, you know, like, shows that she cares and she wants to help her and whatnot. Like, it was just... I don't know. I... People may say rushed. I I say it feels like it's about damn time this is happening. That they care for each other and whatnot. And... I again the whole kill frost thing that that's a that's a discussion for itself like what's gonna happen to that, um, but yeah I I don't know I overall, I enjoyed it I enjoyed the female part of so it was actually to be honest like as fun as the the I mean the only thing that I really appreciated with the with the boy stuff was just drunken Barry honestly that was the only thing I really liked because I the strip clubbing whatever um joe having this whole side thing with joe jo, uh, joeen uh, or joni whatever her name is <laughs> was just eh. Fine, but yeah, Drunkenberry is like all that. I mean, I don't. Know, I, I I can't get the image out of my head of him crying, eating wings or whatever. What was he saying when he was eating? he was just so hysterical? The wings are so good. Why didn't Rose and Jack share the door in Titanic? For a second, I was thinking Rose, as in our good friend Rose, more from Screen Rant, whatever. And then I'm like, Jack, who who am I missing? And then I'm oh, Titanic. It's been and yeah. Man, there's been a lot of uh, like there was a lot of good reference. There was a Doctor Who reference, uh, which was uh, which was. Oh my not... god, that's what I was trying to remember. Joni, she started this monstrosity. That was that was the point at which my fiance got up and left the room. Was when she said, "Are you a Doctor Who fan?" I am, since as a woman, hashtag feminism. She looked at me, got up off the couch, and walked into the bedroom. That's so... definitely an example of the 
forced feminism that was present in this episode. Mm. Or even just, like, a forced, like, rep. Like, I feel like Riverdale has this problem, too, where they just force, like, look how pop culture savvy our kids are. We're going to drop all these references that are super, like, But they're teenagers. There's a post to reference. As opposed to, I think, Cisco with a well-timed movie reference. Because Mm -hmm. that feels genuine to Cisco. As opposed to a character. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, we quote movies all the time. We quote shows all the time. You know, we are a lot like Cisco. Yeah, it was an interesting episode. I think one thing we didn't talk about was Joe freaking out about being a baby daddy, which I think was probably the sweetest Besides Caitlin and Iris' heart-to-heart, Joe and Barry had that heart-to-heart in prison about how yeah. Joe has always been a single dad and how he raised Iris alone and Barry alone and Wally alone. And now not only will Cecile be, you know, present, but that ever, like all of Team Flash is going to help raise this baby. I thought that was a really sweet moment. And just, like, being scared of being, like, an older, you know, because you see the video and he's, like, running after the kids. And, you know, he's not old but he's an older dad and that's definitely a legitimate fear you know as parents get older you realize like you know oh i'm gonna be this old when my kids go to kindergarten and this old when they go to college you definitely you know you always you definitely see that you know parents start doing the math of how old uh they're gonna be and i like that it's kind of something that he's thinking about and that they're gonna have this support system in this team and it was a nice little moment because it kind of you know after the freak out of the last episode or whatever he found out about you know um cecile being pregnant it was nice to have it like a reason behind it and it all come back around andrew i, I gotta ask you since we haven't talked in like the last two weeks um are you feeling the same thing as a lot of other comic book fans are feeling right now regarding the baby about being possibly their way of doing daniel oh i don't want no, i hope not I, I, no. I do not want daniel west in this freaking universe no i think um did you did you actually i didn't actually like that argument at all like daniel west is a He's, he, Daniel was just like a whiny little. Yeah. <laughs> I was not a fan of Daniel, but. Uh, Why do people love him so much? I do not get it. It's like. I don't know. Um, maybe they will be twins. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's their. Yeah. Maybe that's their way of doing the Tornado Twins. Yeah. And, and then Barry Allen becomes Barry's and Iris' son. Only one thing I know, Andy. Don't I'm say hoping it. it's twins, oh. and they're both ladies. Oh no, I won't. You know what? I I will say this. For, ever since you've been like, like you guys have been like dragging like hashtag uh, uh, feminism this whole episode, I was like, I was like, you know, I like that. You know, like when they can add a little bit of feminism to an episode like this. Uh, like maybe Joe, Joni. Jo- I want to keep saying Joe, like Joe Steele, but no, that's not her. That's the name of the couple. Like maybe. Joe, Cecile's daughter wasn't the right character to do it, but hey, you know what? Why not? I mean, look, right now it's like given all the news in the entertainment industry and stuff like that. It's like you know what? I feminism and empowerment is something we could you know we could use more of more than ever to be honest. Uh, maybe right, I which think, is absolutely fine. Yeah. But maybe but do, do my it a little bit different. With it as as a woman, is that the most feminist moment in that episode? was you know the conversation between iris and caitlin saying like actually hey like we haven't been supporting each other as friends and as sisters like you know we haven't been coming together as women which is obviously the writers telling the audience 
hey, yeah. we completely forgot to build, you know, the intricacy of this relationship over four seasons. You know, like you guys were all saying, we're going to try to fix this. Like, to me, that was a beautiful, like, pro-women moment. And you don't need any fluff about a female doctor or a hashtag or any of that to say, like, oh, hey, by the way, like, <laughs> hashtag feminism. Like, we see you, you know, the audience who's been looking for this. Like, we're going to do this. I don't need someone to tell me any of those things. I just want to, like, see it play out. Like, you know what I mean? There's, mm-hmm. there's like, like, you can wear a shirt that says I'm feminist or I'm gay or I'm pro-whatever. But, like, that doesn't no, mean no, anything no. if it doesn't look like that in your life. Like, yeah. I want to see it reflected in the writing, not in... Like a cheesy kind of dialogue moment, and you know so they, hopefully they steer away from that kind of over, overtly obvious, you know, hashtagging and like showboating, and just like stick to okay, there are women on the show. Let's give them the right storytelling ha- that they deserve. I have the solution. I have the perfect solution. Everyone just buys the shirt that says, "Please ask me what my feminist agenda is." There you go. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's, that's all you need. I mean, you said it, Lauren. Like we need feminism, not hashtag feminism. Exactly. Yeah, I don't and there's think, a difference. Um, what, I think once was kind of. I think that was kind of fun. But it's like, but but then again, you know what? To be well, honest, yeah, I think Joni. Just... Joni was the problem. I think she was the problem to all of it because it's like if she all she said. Well, was I like, mean, I started watching Doctor Who <laughs> because of the female Doctor. Like, I think if she if it ended just there and and not gone hashtag feminism and that whole stripper thing that she was doing, I don't think. Or it, if she had stayed. A stripper, like right. She had. She didn't need a father figure to tell her. You know, you don't have to be this. She was like, you know what, I won't be, because or have like the women step up as the heroes for the week, not because all of the men were drunk and out of touch. <laughs> yeah, that's my other problem, and I feel like Arrow did this last week too. For anybody who's you know up on the show, it's like. When you sideline your hero, like the show is called The Flash, Arrow is called Arrow, Supergirl is called Supergirl. When you sideline your hero to make room for like a side plot or a storyline, but then you like you you get your hero out of the way in a way that to me is a disservice to the hero. That's like saying, well, we're trying to do this great female storyline, but because we've written these characters in such a way where the men have all the power, aka. Cisco, Barry, Wally, and the women don't really have any powers except for Caitlin, but ha, huh, she's our friend and she's crazy. Like, let's just put, like, let's take the boys' phones away. Let's put them in a strip club. Let's make Barry so wasted he's, you know, reminiscing about Jack and Rose, which, hello, is an internet joke from, like, 2001. You know, and okay, now the women can shine. Like, no, women can shine whether or not the men are sidelined. Maybe, like, let the men actually watch watch their girlfriends and their sisters and their best friends kick some ass instead of like brushing it under the rug and then pretending like it didn't happen. Like in my opinion, the reason why a lot of shows aren't as female forward is because sometimes when they do it, they get it wrong and they're afraid to get it wrong. So they don't try. So I applaud the flash for trying, but I still think that there's some problematic issues in the way that it was handled. And like, if you're trying to shine a light on feminism, don't drag your heroes to a strip club. I mean, hashtag, that's not feminism, but that's just my opinion. That was a long hashtag. Where did, wait, where did you end that? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know you. <laughs> I used I used all my 280 characters for that. Oh one. Okay. no! Let's not even talk about the 280. <laughs> oh god! It was. <laughs> I was live tweeting the fight, and then and then I see Andrew freaking out about it. I'm like, sorry, boo. It's a thing. 
uh what was i gonna say no but again i think this was a very fun episode again it's like again i love the fact that we're keeping with its tone and that uh again i mean i don't agree with some people that are like feeling that ba- the flash is getting as silly as like batman 66 i feel that's an extreme exaggeration um clearly they 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 don't know what batman 66 really is then if they're making that comparisons um but i i love i mean i love that we got some kick-ass female moments in the episode hopefully we'll get some more episodes like this and maybe you know maybe maybe it's a learning curve right? maybe you know they have to you know they, you know they they test and see how it works and maybe if people responded differently to some things they will change it or whatnot but again i like I, I appreciate the thought behind it and for me like for me i felt it worked for the most part and i i hope we get something like this again and again it was a great thing felicity on again it, it astounds me like i every episode she's been on the flash like every single one she always fits in perfectly there's like it never feels, feels unnatural like i again i've started you know like felicity get, get on aaron's song but again i love her so much more on the flash and i don't know why um but um any do you guys have any final um anyone else want to bring up the hashtag one more time are we like any or any thoughts that are not related to hashtags andrew do you have any other thoughts no okay ladies you good oh wow andy why did you ask me first Hashtag feminism. I I hope that I hope that after this episode, we get a really good conversation between Cisco and Caitlin about her powers, because I think they're probably the closest friends out of like the team, and I feel like you know because Caitlin got her moments with Iris, she didn't get a lot of Cisco, and I hope maybe next week or the week after that you know Caitlin shares a little bit with Cisco of what she's dealing with because if she had left the show tonight, which is what that little airline ticket was. Like, she would have been leaving Cisco, which I think he would have been really brokenhearted about. Has there really been that much of a lack of scenes between those two since the season started? I feel like they've had have, they've have tons of moments together since the season started. I just, no, I meant tonight. I meant that tonight oh, when okay. she opened up to everyone, I would have loved to have seen a moment with her and Cisco. And also to, like, keep their friendship, you know, not to just, like, sacrifice what they've built to, like, okay, now Caitlin's only going to be friends with Iris. Like, to keep, you know, keep them having their time together and their friendship and being able to like continue their relationship or, you know, Oh, like, let's talk about, let's catch up. Let's talk about stuff instead of just making it like, Oh, Caitlin's only allowed to be friends with like one person one at a time. Person. Or, like, yeah. you know, it's like natural to have guy friends and girlfriends and, you know, different things like that. And so to, it, I feel like it'd be good to keep their relationship as strong as it has been. Yeah, no, again, I, I enjoyed this episode. I mean, it was fun. Uh, Ralph, I mean, I, he's becoming one of my favorite characters in the airverse. Uh, I, um, I mean, yeah, it, it would be it would be nice when we've gone past his like bad boy, like womanizer, like whatever, like they're trying to do with him. Um, but uh, no, but he, I mean, he's he he's breathing he's bred some fresh air into the into the show. Um, although I do miss Wally, I do I do miss Wally. I kind of want to see what he would have been like at uh, this bachelor party. Um, and Oliver Queen Depp should have been there. Yeah, you know yeah, that guy's gonna be pissed. It's like, yo, out. thanks for the thanks for the invite, guys. And his Diggle over, voice. Like, why, Oliver. Like, why, why did they, why could Felicity come over but not Oliver? Like, I didn't understand like why they couldn't have Oliver been like Oliver is like the Playboy. Like, uh, because women don't miss those kind of important events in their friend's life. Ha- <laughs> don't, don't, don't say it. Don't. <laughs> oh, you know, Andrew, say it. What? listeners can fill in the blank yeah yeah (laughs) i dare you say it and you will see what happens 
No, you know what? <laughs> it would have made more sense for Felicity to have gone to Barry's than that's true. Anyone yeah. else go in her place? So I, don't, I felt Oliver should have been there. Um, they all should have gone to Star City and partied in Thea's club, which I uh, am definitely uh, thinking is still there in my mind. Pretty, pretty, Thea's Verdant. <laughs> Oh, man. Bring, bring back Verdant. Bring it back just for the one night, you know. It's Except a call it Quiver. It's a pop-up nightclub. It's open for one night only. Yep. Those things happen all the time. Fia yeah. is in a coma, Brittany. She doesn't have to open it. <laughs> That's why you have employees. Yeah, it doesn't have to be at the same time. That's true. Uh, well, what's what's great is that we'll get, during the big crossover, we should get some crazy shenanigans with everybody, which maybe there'll be a line, like, Oliver will be like, hey, man, sorry, Mr. Bachelor Party, you know. I'm a dad now. I, I, I worked overtime as a mayor or something. <laughs> yeah, that would have been cool to see him in this episode. Yeah. It's not like he's doing anything in Sartre anyway. He's not green air anymore. Why can't he just... Um, I, yeah. hey, Lauren, I do agree with you. Like, it, it is really weird seeing Arrow right now putting Oliver as like the sideline character just so that Diggle can be yeah. in Arrow. Like, last week was rough, just because I I love I love Oliver as the arrow, but I love Diggle as the arrow. So well, it's, it can't, I love it can't have it both ways. I love it until the end where Diggle is now suddenly like, they're adapting Roy Harper's iconic storyline. You know, snowbirds don't fly. I'm like, yeah, you had to make him a junkie, really. <laughs> yeah, like what's next? He's gonna lose an arm too and get a robot arm. Is he gonna like get like another baby that he loses thanks to Sh- to uh, Cheshire? Like, uh, <laughs> Andrew, yeah, there's a lot going Andrew, on there. Andrew, hold me. I <laughs> the, the, the green arrow mythology that this show does. Um, but you know, we're gonna do some quick feedback and then we'll wrap up the show. So, Andrew, I'm gonna give you that because you have you said hashtag the most out of all four of us tonight. Um, I was gonna punish the one who had said hashtag the most, and um, um, Brittany was 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 a close was close, but you said it. Oh, it was I, always gonna be me. It's because you're a man, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, brother. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> I see what let's you start, did there. Really stretching the man. Other tweets here. Uh, oh, is this from our friend Tatiana? Yes. Mircella? I mean, she's going to kill us one day when she comes back. Marce, Marce, it's Marce, yeah, it's like it's for the character from Game of Thrones, Marcella. Oh, Marcella. Okay. Uh, I mostly enjoyed it. So much fun seeing Iris and Felicity use their brains. Drunk Barry was adorable. Joe was precious. Ralph was funny. Liked Iris, Kate patching things up, but don't buy the maid of honor thing. Hashtag the flash. Don't really get why that would be the hashtag. Moving on to Austin Lee Mead. For one, this episode had the best split adventure I could think, letting the girls who are usually on the backseat fight crime without a speedster. Second, how long till we tell Cecile's daughter about the family's secret? That is... What secret? (laughs) What secret? I I I didn't realize until just now that she does not know Barry is the Flash. She's so. the only person in all of the city that doesn't know. Yeah, that Barry's the Flash. I mean, Brittany. well, she was at the bar. She was at the she was at the strip club, so she probably overheard him yelling that he was the Flash. Oh, if, so she technically no, knows. What's your yeah. problem with everything? It's like no, he, I think it's so funny. I love it. It's just like yes. when, like when it's like one of those things. Like when superheroes put glasses on, but he and doesn't do that. Often. It's my fave. He doesn't do that often. You know, I'm gonna go back and rewatch this whole series and count how many times, and then I come back. On oh, there. there's gonna be many. He's he's at like close to probably twenty at this point, including heroes. Well, heroes um, make okay. sense. Okay, go on, go on. Oh, pff, come on. 
at Enrique VBJR. It's a good combination of consonants. I wish the bachelorette party included Kara. Kara? She could use some R&R. Yeah. I hope maybe we have a scene in like another episode where someone goes to like Barry's house or his apartment and it's just like him and Felicity and Kara just hanging out and they're like, oh, oh, we didn't. It was a spur of the moment thing. Um, At SS the Lookout 20, fine and fierce. Loved her. Thought she was a badass. Evil tough. Oh, she's talking uh, about Aminette. Aminette. At Shame. Oh. Shame Sabe. Seamus Abe. Seamus Sab E. I was very impressed. She's a fun but very powerful character. Thank you. Yeah, fun. Okay, so more of that. Uh, On to emails. From Lauren with a Y. Hi, girls and guys. Thank you for leading with girls. Hashtag feminism. I really enjoyed this week's episode, especially finally having some scenes with Iris and Caitlin. Danielle and Candace killed it. Keep going, Andrew. Keep going. Uh, I'm glad that the writers didn't rush their friendship and actually address the fact that the two characters hadn't spent a lot of time together outside of work. Hopefully, we get more of them again soon. I also really enjoyed Aminette Black. Katie Sackhoff is over the top in the best way. That's a good way of saying it. You could tell she was having a lot of fun. Overall, it was a really fun episode. Uh, from Travis Heath, yes. The thinker is more like Metron than ever. Uh, Metron, the new god, if you guys want to Google that. That floating Mobius chair is awesome, except that the thinker seems pretty evil. Speaking of evil, I'm so happy to see Frost making more decisions to put her in the hero column. Here's hoping for more where that came from. Amen to that, brother. I'm assuming Travis. (laughs) Hashtag, hashtag, uh, is there a Friends from work. (laughs) Yeah. This is happening. I can't breathe. Oh, I'm, I'm tearing up right now. This is... Oh, Andrew, please bring this comedy to the podcast crossover in a couple of weeks. Uh, just to see, like, if... Oh, God. I mean... Oh, okay, I can breathe now again. Uh, guys, thank you so much for tweeting in your feedback, as always, and emailing us. You, do, you can do it at the Flash Podcast or to... The, our email address theflashpoint.gmail.com and we will read as many as we have time for so um, yeah just send us uh, your thoughts so that's going to be our long episode discussion uh, we've talked about accents hashtags uh, movements and a lot of things tonight um, let's do some quick plugs for each other and then we're going to wrap up the show so Lauren first of all thank you so much for coming on for um uh, what has be- appeared to become a crazy version of the Flash Podcast since uh, since <laughs> since since the last year. Uh, but where can people find you on social media and your other projects that you do? Yeah, so you guys can find me on Twitter at Lauren Galloway. Instagram is Lauren underscore Galloway, and I'm currently writing for Fandom Wikia. The Twitter handle is Get Fandom, and I'm covering the Arrowverse shows, Marvel shows, Star Trek. Um, I'm currently working on a really cool holiday gift guide, which includes a DC section. So be sure to, uh, I'll be sure to share that when it's ready in December. Is it DC TV or DC Films? Both. I'm doing like a mega Arrow, Flash, Justice League, Wonder Woman uh, gift list. It's been really fun to put together. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Brittany, where can people find you on social media? 
You can find me on Twitter at Kinda Movie Snob, K-I-N-D-A Movie Snob, and you can find me writing for Screen Rant and The Marvel Report. And Andrew, by, do I get bonus points, Andrew? I went with the ladies first, so there we go. Uh, <laughs> where can people find you on social media and your other projects? Uh, well, first of all, I'd like to say that women don't always have to go first because that's not very feminist. Uh, but, but what? Why? Well, I'm just saying, ladies first implies some kind of weaker sex, quote unquote. I'm not <laughs> really a fan of that kind of talk. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm easy to find, but I would actually suggest um, because female voices in the movie and TV community are more important uh, than mine anyway. You can follow Amy Hipnarowski at Amy underscore Marie ninety seven. And Andrew, you can plug yourself too. That's fine. Or do you want me to plug you for you? You know this what? Is an equal, equal opportunity podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there, you know what? Um, so you're going to want to go on to Twitter and you're going to want to search hashtag feminism. And you're going to find me. I'm pretty active in that thread. <laughs> you guys can find him at Andrew B. Dies and you can find all of his work at screenred.com where he writes a lot, a lot about DC and Marvel and soon, I'm sure, a lot of feminism. So does Brett. What? So does Brett. We both do. Yeah, I know. There was there was a week when it was like like I was sitting there like, you know, oh look at you guys. Like it, it was back in season three, I'm like, Oh look at you guys being key working to get in someone. What do you guys talk on Slack whatever matter day or something? Never mind. Um <laughs> wasn't Slack down a couple days ago, by the way? Yeah, so it was terrible. Why <laughs> Probably probably the guys running <laughs> I mean, you know we're gonna get hit. some people angry thinking that we're like trying to start this like men versus women war and so on. I'm like, look, I'm sure I'm gonna choose girls any day. Like in any any day, any time. So it's like I, I ain't gonna I'm gonna I'm 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 not gonna be on the men side of the men. Sorry, not sorry, I'm not uh... <laughs> Andrew, I mean Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. Either you, either you stick with the women, or you're on your own. I'm not gonna like. I, either, either you're with me, either you're with me, or you're against me. Now, see, this is a perfect example of how to overdo it. Just knock it off. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what we, Lauren. That's 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 our middle name, the Flash overdoing a podcast. Did you not notice when you were still hosting with it? I mean, like, girl, like it says in the URL, the Flash under overdoing a podcast dot com. I'll have to look for that next time. Yes. Uh, listen, you can find me on my public Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages at Andrew And you can just check out my bio for all the things I do there. I run the mall port, co-host the Titans podcast, and, and a bunch of other stuff. And you guys, yeah, theflyingport.com where you can get all the latest news and trailers and photos and descriptions, stuff like that for The Flash, uh, comic reviews from Tatiana. Uh, you guys will definitely want to keep tuned on the com website later this week if you want some stuff about the crossover and uh, it's also maybe I mean we're gonna do a podcast crossover this month uh, maybe, maybe this month uh, for this year for this uh, for Crisis on Earth X uh, did you guys see the, the, the TV promo uh, that aired the other night? I missed it I looked away for a second and then there was just a title card that said Crisis on Infinite X no. and I was like yes, that's, that's I literally it. all it was it really wasn't anything else no, at least Friday night yeah. there, there was so much oh could, my god Andrew what did Andrew say what Andrew just tweeted or retweeted Daniel Panabaker's tweet what did oh Andrew what did you do <laughs> okay I'm done <laughs> I know Andrew you have a cold and so on but is this what happens to you when you have a cold Let's see what you. I haven't slept. How about? Oh my I haven't, god! You know what, Andy? You know what, Andy? I'm so sick. I haven't slept, but I've never been so woke. 
And good night. That's the Slash Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Follow the five We are the woke hashtag feminist AF podcast. Thank you and good night. <laughs> that is a long hashtag. Lauren, you have to be specific where you end the, the hashtag. Uh, you can find the Flash Podcast on social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at the Flash Podcast. If you don't mind after this crazy episode, please give us a rating review on iTunes. We're normally like, we. We just like to have fun, but we also we cover the show. So, like, if you want to support us, and despite our overdoing it tonight, please give us a five-star review. Let us know what you love about the show. Tell us your favorite crazy moments of this podcast, because I'm sure by now we have over 50 of them, over the 100 episodes we've recorded. And uh, we are part of the DC Podcast Network, featuring a great podcast for Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends, iZombie, uh, and also the upcoming shows Black Lightning, Krypton, and Titans. And you can subscribe to the Mega Feed on iTunes and follow the Easy Pocket on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and check out the website easypockets.com. And that's gonna be it for this long ass, crazy ass podcast that I'm gonna have to sit and edit the whole night because I'm sure there's stuff I have to get out anyway. Uh, like, uh, guys, thanks for listening and uh, being patient with us. And we're gonna wrap it up here. So for all of you on the Flash Podcast, I'm Andy B. I'm Brittany. Andrew, come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought you said I'm confused. No, he, he that too. And we will see you next time on the Flash Podcast. Hashtag feminism. <laughs>